my coffee going here. What's going on, my friend? It's been a good weekend. I had a great set on Friday night. Yeah? And why did this one work versus some of the other ones? Because it had none of everything I'd written ever. Oh. I was oh, basically cool. just talking about different stories from the pub, from different universities, right. different countries. All I did was just tell them stories of my life. And it worked. You don't mm -hmm. get as many, you don't get as many laughs immediately that way, but you mm -hmm. get enough. And it's, I like that because it's harder to gauge, but at the end, you know whether you did well or not. Hold on, let me get one more light on in this dang play. Sorry, homie. There we go. I, I said I was ready and evidently I was not. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll do this backdrop over here today. Um, well, you know, I turn fucking 60 tomorrow. Advanced happy birthday, considering it's going to be know. midnight tonight for me. <laughs> right. Well, and, and this will come out on my birthday. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, uh, it's very weird to be 60 because, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not prepared. <laughs> I think that's the safest way to put it. People are like, well, what, what are you going to do? And I go, why would anything change now? You really think I got a plan? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually listening to a podcast about people who have something called their digital locker that they hand over to their kids. And it's oh, basically cool. like all their accounts that they're on. Right. And if somebody ever wants to see it again or listen to them, they basically go through all of that information and kind of wow. feels like you still have that person around. Not that I'm telling you to do a death no. monologue today. Oh, no. <laughs> no. See, I mean, my thing is, and I mean this, I probably have more meaningful conversations with you doing this than I do most of my other stuff because most of my other stuff is just, it's short and it's, only politically oriented and and then we move on to you know whatever the other five things i have going at the time kathy and i did maybe a hundred cooking videos or more for the uh local not local newspaper it's a statewide newspaper yeah and uh and those would get back then on the internet they'd get a mm -hmm. hundred thousand views the first day then 80 then 60 then 40 and those are all cataloged i guess i I mean, my file's pretty big. Like if somebody wanted to AI me, there's enough shit out there to literally <laughs> duplicate me. What the only the only thing that I don't know how to get is I my brother Brian has a videotape of my first TV news interview after I owned my first company. And I'd been out all night with this girl, drinking mm -hmm. all, you know, all the things that come along with that. No sleep whatsoever, forgot about the interview showed up and then did it and that was the first one <laughs> i even i would like to see that one now because i was 21 years old you know okay. and uh and i had all the arrogance of an 18 year old white male yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and confidence for no reason right if we ever find that, I'm going to slice it into one of these episodes and be like, guys, this is what this little shit was when he was 21. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not I mean, that I was any better. <laughs> no, I, nobody is better. And and at this advanced age, since I enter the last quarter tomorrow, um, mm. you look at it and go, I mean, I, I'm impressed. I was stupid enough to do some of the stuff I did, but I'm still like, oh, Lord, <laughs> I'm glad I grew out of that. So. 
All, all mm-hmm. things good, my man. All things good. Since we're speaking about life, I'll tell you about this really sad moment I had the other day where I was standing on like a a, a sidewalk and I was talking mm-hmm. on the phone to somebody in Oklahoma and I was eating like some yummy street side, the chart food that we get here. <laughs> and I was and I was bitching about internet connectivity and something about my computer and this, that, the other. I saw wow. this family pull up in a two-wheeler, all right? Two kids, right? mom and dad. They get off. They use the seat that they're sitting on as the little table. I I wow. looked at them enjoying their dishes. It, they look like the happiest I've ever seen anybody. Uh-huh. And here, yep. this miserable cunt was sitting here and complaining <laughs> while I was eating the same thing that they were eating and loving, whereas I was just sitting there going like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Hold on. And you were... And you were interacting between two continents on top of it mm-hmm. yeah. on the phone, which is shit that was only in movies 20 years ago. Well, 40 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. It was just, it was like that moment. It moment. wasn't even a moment. It was like a five moments of shame plus right. jealousy, right. envy. I went through all, <laughs> all five stages of grief of while I was just finishing it. <laughs> God, isn't that, isn't that crazy how that really actually works? We are, we are all so spoiled and, so I'm doing this food deal on Sunday called Chef's Fest, and all of the money goes to homeless teens. And uh, and so what they try to do is build small home villages. And uh, and my wife and I were talking, and I go, she, she goes, you gave 100% of the proceeds of the books to it? And I go, yes, I'm not sure there's a more fitting charity than homeless teens, because what could be worse than being a homeless teen? You could be trans or gay or anything like that, and then be ostracized mm-hmm. even further because it yeah. sucks being a poor kid. It really sucks being a poor homeless kid. And then it really, 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 really sucks to be a little weird on top of all of it. We're different. Do you know that yeah. the, there was a comic called Nimesh Patel who was thrown off stage at NYU a couple of years ago? Oh, wow. He was doing this bit about... Uh, Nobody chooses to be black and gay. <laughs> yeah, and they, that's that's, that's pretty valid. Angry, they literally got angry with him and threw him off stage. They didn't let him finish his set. So they didn't get to finish his explaining mm-hmm. why. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, this is what we get. So, so he was at a Democratic meeting, and <laughs> like Chris Rock had the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He goes, look, ah. You know, I'll trade with any one of you guys. If you think it's so great being me, I'll trade with any of you. And no one raised their hand and he goes, and I'm rich. (laughs) 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 So everybody knows the deal. Nobody Mm. wants to admit the deal. That's, uh, you know, I, I still remember being in Mexico. I was with my son and he was six years old and we were at a carnival and they had this really pitiful menagerie before you went in, which is probably what Barnard and Bailey had at one point. I mean, it was just, it was, I was awestruck with the pitifulness of it all. And so he and I get into the tent and he's blazing white with like brown hair and, mm-hmm. uh, and myself. And he goes, dad, everybody's looking at us. And I said, next time you're in a room and there's one person that doesn't look like you in there, that's how they feel. So go be their friend. <laughs> That's a good lesson. It is great for him to have seen, and he was always the nicest person in the world. Um, and that just reiterated, look, nobody, they were just curious of, for one, 
what the fuck are these people doing here? Are they lost? Did they come with the circus? You know, that kind of shit. But um, I always enjoyed that he could accept those lessons. Now, you know, my other son, probably not as easy to, to describe that. He'd be like, everybody's looking at me. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Taking that the wrong way. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, my, my first son, I, I had this, uh, his kind of his grandfather's grandfather had died. So the, the mother's grandma's um, boyfriend, but he was a great guy named Morgan. And he was like, you know, Sean, Gabriel feels a lot. And I go, oh, I know. And he goes, well, you got to be careful with that one. Those, those kids are a little tricky because, you know, they just, they feel a lot more than other people. And I was like, yes. And that has turned out to be the case. So um, I, nothing I can do about it. <laughs> So I don't know if you saw this. I posted this video a couple of days, yesterday or the day before. I had to borrow my daughter's car. My car's um, getting the in the shop, getting worked on, and she's out of town. And she had this big Ziploc bag and in, in, inside of other bags in the back of her car, and that it had like six different items in each bag that she'd separated out. She's very, very organized. <laughs> so, but it's for homeless people that. Uh, you know, it's in that way, there's no money exchange. There's nothing of you questioning what they're going to do with it. It's all food. And I think there were a couple of hygiene products in there pretty well. They were, and, and I was like, God, I didn't even know she did this. Kathy's always done that. She always always has uh, granola bars and all this other shit packaged up, stuff packaged up. And, uh, and I'm glad that passed on to the next one. That is awesome, though. Like to have little pouches with like toothpaste, shampoo, whatever other right. things they need, plus snacks. <laughs> and what people don't understand what they really need is socks can you imagine mm -hmm. walking around i mean it's it was 90 degrees when i came in at 4 a.m 90 at 4 a.m <laughs> oh god <laughs> one of the towns here deepak was 125 degrees feels like temperature i hate that word feels like uh. um at 125 yesterday and it's called uh, it's about 40 miles from here and you go five more degrees it's unsustainable for humans <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, and, wasn't and that's like an hour. Vegas stay. wasn't Vegas underwater because of the hurricane. I, with the hurricane, I have not looked this morning because I, I got up and I was I was having my sixty year old dream. So um, I, I woke up and came into work and didn't look at anything. I just I walked the dog, ran into two homeless people walking at four a.m. because it's the only time they can travel. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's and it's still ninety. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, one of them I was talking to him. I'm like, man, just be safe. It's hot out there. He goes, I'm doing the best I can. And you know, just headed on down the road. It is, uh, yeah, it's a little nuts. And the hurricane hitting Los Angeles, that daughter is in Los Angeles right now. The, the one who has to, <laughs> right. So she was going out there and she knew the hurricane was coming. And I'm, I'm like, you, you, your friend lives on the beach. Are you, she's not rich, but she's, you know, she gets some little tiny place on the beach. You go, you mm -hmm. you don't have any idea what you're up against here. I, and, you know, until you've been through one, it's, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. it's like earthquakes. <laughs> you've never been in an earthquake till you've been in an earthquake in San Francisco. It's. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember the, the, first... <laughs> the first week I was in Oklahoma. I was sitting in yeah. university and we had yeah. a tornado warning. And right. the building shook at the same time with an earthquake. And I was like, oh, right. goodness. I was like, where the hell did I move to? Exactly. Well, I guess they have nothing else to do here but learn. So. 
Well, I was, um, I was, I was watching a Sinead O'Connor interview this morning for some reason or another when I was trying to leave the house, and uh, and this lady asked her about religion in Ireland, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm actually going to tune in right now. <laughs> and so she grew up in the theocracy of uh, of Ireland, and mm-hmm. uh, and then through her life it changed, and not just because of her ripping up the Pope's picture and stuff. But it was a fascinating interview, um, and I would recommend anybody, you know, just look up Sinead O'Connor on religion in Ireland. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll pick it up. Wasn't she, like, well, put in some home where there were, like, these sisters who used to do, like, laundry so, and something like that? So that is for, that was those were for delinquent kids and teenage mothers. So I don't mm-hmm. know if she was actually in the home or knew of the homes. Okay. So... What ends up happening is um, everybody toes the line. So you think of abuse victims. There's always five or six people around that knew, didn't do anything because they needed their jobs, you know, whatever, whatever lame ass excuse they have. But so the sisters in those would um, take in these pregnant girls and literally it's a life of servitude. You don't get to leave after you have the kid. Yeah. You just end and up then they like- were. You're a laundry person for the rest of your life. Look, that it, it it is hard for people to imagine because we look like the richest people in the world. We literally have been the Guatemalans of, of Europe for you know centuries and centuries and centuries, and uh, mm-hmm. and not just because of the British, but the Roman Catholic Church had a huge lock on the entire country. Yeah, you know when when you're so fucking poor that all you have is hope. The people selling hope do really well. Oh yeah, I see those fucking peddlers even here filling up mm-hmm. stadiums. Right. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't afford to eat, but you got twenty fucking dollars to go see whoever that is. Yeah, I know. Like even here, I look at it, and there are people like lining up all the way down the street to get into this yeah. little empty ground where they put like tents and a stage right. for some guy to come preach. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about being in Peru um, and the military came in and surrounded this downtown of a, I believe the place was called Piura and uh, ancient downtown. And so they had an, a temple of whatever Indians gods they were praying to at the time. Catholic church comes in, they tear down the temple, but they kept the whole base of it because they were rocks that were like six foot by four foot, you know, your great base for a building. And they built a Catholic church on top of it. Well, there's a preacher from America that was an evangelical Christian. And uh, and the audience was maybe two or 3,000 natives. And they're all about four foot two, maybe four foot four, you know, top. Mm-hmm. And they're getting into it. You know, he's a good evangelical guy. And they've got somebody translating for him. And I'm standing there watching it just in awe of, so we've gone from their original religion to Catholics took it over. And now this appears to be coming in. And they're just mm-hmm. poor as hell and have absolutely nothing to their names. And uh, and the military comes marching and surrounds the whole place. And so I'm there with nine people. I go, we've literally, we've got to go right now. And they go, no, no, we can do this. And I go, there's, these are 14-year-olds with machine guns. Let's get out of here. There's there's no conscience. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, we got about two blocks away. And I don't think they marched on the crowd. What they did is intimidated the crowd to shut the deal down. And I had never been in that flipping crazy of a third world thing where I honest to God thought I was going to get shot down. Hmm. 
now over religion. You, someone the other day yeah. corrected me and told me the politically correct term is new world countries. They're not using third world anymore. I don't know. You literally well, I mean, seem to be wasting a lot of time renaming we, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know, you know where all this came from? Fucking rappers changing their name every five years. I have nothing against rappers, <laughs> but do I? Do I really need to know what your new name is? I mean, and I mean this honestly. And so now no. it's carried over into. I'm trying to remember what I'm supposed to say. Homeless people are now. Because nobody knows what it means. It's something displaced. I heard it the other day when they were talking yeah. about the crisis in LA, and yeah. they said it was, yeah, accommodation display something like that. It was something <laughs> like so com. It was so right. complicated where you had to open up a dictionary and be like, "Are these three words right. together making any sense?" <laughs> right. And I and I'm just like, do you guys just want people to hate us more? I mean, I watched an interview yesterday and this guy was dead on. He goes, he's talking about Donald Trump. And he goes, look, this guy's going to be the nominee. He might be in jail. He's still going to get 43 to 47% of the vote. And one of the other people that would said homeless, home deprived or whatever the word for the day is for word salad land is, uh, he goes, 43 to 47% of the nation hates, loathes, disdains Democrats. It is those people, it doesn't matter who is there, they're not voting for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the most honest description I've seen. But it it explains a lot of it. And and we do more damage to ourselves. Um yeah. I I'm a hanger on or Democrat like I'm a hanger on or Catholic. I I'm I'm not good with either one of them right now. <laughs> This morning I was watching uh, Bill Maher interview Vivek Ramaswamy, the guy running yeah, oh, as cool. a republic. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty right. interesting, but he kind of like <laughs> lost me in certain concepts of his where he wants to abolish the IRS and FBI Yeah, and weird shit like that. But they were talking about... Uh, ah, shit. <laughs> it just went so, over my head. <laughs> here's, here's a conversation I had about him. He is the actual presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. If if Trump ends up in prison, DeSantis is an asshole. Nobody likes him. Everybody thinks his wife's weird. They think his kids are weird. He, hey, I she love literally the boots, was tearing. Okay. Nobody she, else she can was... carry out white cowboy boots like he can. Well, I know. Got white swamp boots. And his wife was crying, talking about him picking up the kids from school when she was like going to the doctor. I mean, they're that's what every just, fucking husband does. <laughs> right. And the wife that's, that's is busy. <laughs> that is your job. It doesn't matter if you're the governor. You pull up in your fucking SUV and go get your kids. You're not special. <laughs> so so Robin Swamy mm -hmm. is the most literate. He's the most well-spoken. He argues brilliantly. And then he's got just enough crazy bullshit to keep the crazy ass whites on the right. Him, which right. is there's there's your mm -hmm. fbi irs bullshit which okay you get rid of the irs you think we're going to voluntarily pay taxes <laughs> i mean it was something we not? So the, he actually went into detail about the fbi about how they're out of thirty-five thousand. i don't know the numbers i'm just quoting him directly yeah. out of thirty-five thousand people in the fbi fifteen thousand, i think are field agents he's okay yeah. with them and wants to integrate them into some part of the marshal service or the DOJ or something like that. The 20,000 who are in the Hoover building just as admin, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem to just those guys. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, isn't isn't AI going to take care of most of their jobs mm-hmm. within the next yeah. 10 years? So I understand that. But look, um, the FBI is great when you need them. And yeah. if you're on the other side of them, you don't like them because they never go away. And w- people that are in trouble with them and continue to make fun of them and challenge them and everything, you go, you do not understand they're never going away. Um, yeah. Do we need them? Yeah, actually, I mean, we need some form of federal government intervention. States' rights, for people that don't understand what states' rights means, states' rights in Oklahoma means the same six families that have controlled this state since they killed all of the black people and Indian, Indian natives that had oil um, still run the state. And so they run the police, they run OSBI, all the other stuff. They're in charge. Monetarily, their politi- politicians get in. And, and then the good old boys club stays in charge. Mm-hmm. That is what actual states' rights means. And people don't understand it. And he's just saying that because he needs their votes. He's, he knows better, trust me. Um, but he's also done the algorithm that tells him how many votes he needs and where they are and how to I get know. them. It would be so interesting because I think next week, what they were discussing was him going up against Christie. Because that would be yeah. an interesting two people talking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The one thing that and, I and- like what he talked about was he was trying to say that we need to abolish super PACs from donating to presidential campaigns. He was yep. basically asking if everybody would make a pledge because he's using no. his own money. Nobody is ever Nobody's going, going to, to make a pledge. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, the, the good news is, is he's rich enough to be able to run. The other good news is, is you've got a legitimate brown candidate, yep. legitimate, that even if you don't like him, He's articulate enough for everybody to go along with. Um, My challenge would be his example of how to run government right now is he's so young, is Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, George Bush Sr., um, and what you presently have over there right now. Mm -hmm. That's what he knows. You know, that's, that's what he came up through. So when you talk about privatization of schools and everything, well, he's brilliant. So, of course, for him, that works. We have an entire part of our society that Mm -hmm. need to know how to read, do enough math to live and get through life. And that's as Mm -hmm. far, there's always going to be a bottom 25%. It doesn't matter how great the teacher is. There is, there is 25% of the population that can only go to a certain level. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'll get some hate mail for that, but that's just a fact. I don't care what society you're in. Look, I've I've got a guy working for me that um, came to work for me when he was 16 years old. Talented, smart, everything else. His mother died when he was seven. So he probably quit going to school at seven. And so he therefore is stuck in these two jobs that he's way too smart for, way too talented for, but but that's his life. And and I can't do anything about that. You can show people the way, that kind of stuff. But, you know, if they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. I mean, it's it's um, it sucks, but that's where we are. And and but I'm telling you what, he's got a shot. Don't anybody discount this guy. And I know in India, you're like we were with the Kennedys. You're like, I just want one of our people in. You know? <laughs> every every play, every Irish household you went to um, after John F. Kennedy had a picture of the Pope and a picture of John F. Kennedy. And yeah. John F. Kennedy's family was a crime family. 
They literally are a crime family. Bootleggers, <laughs> right? Not... Oh, did they make their yeah. money during bootlegging camp? They were the shippers. Like when everything that came over from Europe that then went to the mafia, they were the next rung up. Mm -hmm. Oh, logistics, yeah. Sean. <laughs> That's what they call it. Logistics is everything. Well, we, we call it <laughs> shipping back in the day. So, but we did not get a shit that they were criminals because, you know, I mean, we came over here poor and, you know, that's what we had to do to make a living. <laughs> they just yeah. were better at it. So it is, um, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, watch this guy. And if he isn't president this time, maybe one of them has to pick him up as VP and he'll be president next time. That's what he said. He said that the one thing he pledged on Bill Maher was he told him that if anybody else asked me to be their vice president, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, that doesn't mean not... he means it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done the analytics. That that dude has done analytics on every damn thing he said. Look, you never see his eyes move up to the right. He is never searching for an answer, ever. Mm -hmm. Watch these politicians. If you watch this debate without Donald Trump, I mean, who cares? It's boring as shit. All of these guys are going to talk about wokeism. And gender bathrooms, all this other if, bullshit. We, uh, I wish I wish they let uh, Trump dial in from prison like a rapper from recording prison. an album. <laughs> in the in the orange in the orange jacket. Uh -huh. right? With and Wait, he's making a leather belt. Right. Yeah. Someone's talking and he's going like boo, fake news, fake news, all of right. that usual yeah. nonsense that he was doing on stage. <laughs> and and you know, the most annoying thing is is Chris Christie um mm -hmm. is is probably the most American guy up there. He was yeah. governor of New Jersey. And for anybody that knows anything about organized crime, um, I just Josie Google organized crime. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and I'm not, and look, I'm not saying the guy's dirty. He was a federal prosecutor and he was governor, um, a sharp, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I would take him. Look, that the challenge for everybody, hold on, I'm gonna sneeze here. <laughs> Sorry. The challenge for everybody is where do we go as a country? Since COVID, the super rich have become uber rich. And we have a new level of poverty as the cost of housing goes up that is untenable. It's, it, you can't keep this up this way. It is untenable is the word. So the next person going in, if it's if it's if it's Joe Biden, nobody wants Joe Biden. We'll just take him other than Trump. Nobody wants. Mm -hmm. he, we know he's old. Um, you, you go, are we going to move? Because religious institutions are trying to move us back to the 1950s when they were still in yeah. control. The right wing is trying to move us into Christian nationalism. Look, from a person whose family did the crusades and murdered Muslims because they were Muslims and we were probably mm -hmm. part of the fucking inquisition as well, because we, I'm, I don't I'm think sure we were in control of, <laughs> I'm right. sure you'll be helping the Spanish during that shit. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and so from somebody with all of that in my background, I tell everybody, watch out, man, you do not want this. Um, and I am direct lineage from the last King and Catholic King and queen from Scotland. Last one. <laughs> and the Protestants took over mm -hmm. and the place has never really prospered, but not because of, not because of that. They just, you know, it's Scotland. They like to drink, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's, it is, um, I don't, I, I don't know what to say to people with what's going on. They're like, put Jesus back in the classroom. And you're like, 
Like there's Dude. 10 people named Jesus in the classroom. <laughs> already that, i don't know if you know that, and that was jesus's original color so leave it alone <laughs> right leave it alone brother um we it is it is bizarre and and look you're not here for this or you and i would be talking about it every effing day mm -hmm. how this is and and you know combating that type of change is weird so i went to a um a town hall yesterday of two Democratic women. One was a House of Representatives, one was a senator. And they they were talking about the teacher. What they did is the teachers needed a raise. And they tied the teacher's raise to a voucher program that allowed the Catholic Church to get up to $150 million um, in tax refunds, essentially. Weird, weird deal. Mm -hmm. One could not pass without the other. And they're like, yeah. and the Senate was fighting with the House and the governor was fighting with this. But each one of them put that little latch on there. The fighting was all a show to make all of mm -hmm. us think they were looking out for somebody. The whole time, all of these evangelical Christians were giving the evil, as they say it, because we're all, all of us Catholics are supposedly going to hell. They gave the enemy $150 million hmm. and slid it in under the rug. Like, like people literally don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So. Back to Sinead O'Connor <laughs> and a theocracy. I've, I've, I've literally taken that whole full circle, didn't I? I know. <laughs> it's a it, nice callback, Sean. <laughs> Dude, I, I cannot believe this is where we are. I mean, I am, and it isn't a worry thing for me because, you know, I'm in my last quarter. You're mm -hmm. in your second half in life. I'm, I'm timing out. So this is not yeah. an issue for me, but, and young people, um, I hate to say this, they don't go to church enough to even know what a theocracy is. Yeah. So, so these guys are going to work behind the scenes and claw their way in one by one by one. And then all of a sudden it switches like women's rights here have just gone to shit because yeah. young women didn't vote. I mean, quite frankly, suburban women voted for the bad people or, you know, the people working against them, not necessarily the bad people, but the people working against them and young women didn't vote at all. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think could be a mode, dude. <laughs> the more things are like siloed, the more that we're not yeah. aware of other things. Like right. uh, yesterday when I was watching the World Cup final, I was yeah. out at a pub and nobody knew that there was a World Cup going on except for me. Wow. Yeah, because no like, Women's World Cup, India didn't yeah. even broadcast 90% of the matches. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I was just watching it on the US Prime account that I was using because right. that's wow. the only place where all the group games were there. Isn't that crazy? And now yeah. what you found is all the other European teams have caught up with the Americans. So it's going to be huge. Yeah. Did you see the French ad where it was actually the female players and they had replaced them with men for their mm -hmm. ad? And then at the end of it, they showed how they did it. Oh, was, nope, I haven't. Look, look, look that one up and you will just, because you know, you do that kind of work and you will just go, okay, that's, that might very well be the best ad I've ever seen. It was, <laughs> it was solid. Like they're just making fun of people for being so dumb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and only French people would do. <laughs> oh, dude, what was that amazing thing I heard the other day where uh, it was part of a ad read that someone had sent me like to just copy proof it. And it right. said something like, so easy, even a child could use it. 
And I was like, dude, all you mean to say is that even if you're a fucking moron, you will figure out how the hell to use this. (laughs) All you've done is change my tone and cadence into so easy a child can use it. (laughs) God, that's awful. Yeah, that is awful. True, but awful. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting um, next couple of years. So I I don't know if I'm gonna watch that debate. So I did I tell you I'm going up Tuesday to go talk to some black preachers in Tulsa. Have I told you this? You mentioned it last week. Eh? Okay. So I'm yeah. going up there to basically explain to them what's happening. So I, I did kind of figure out another strategy thing. The reason they attacked Tulsa is for any of those people to get information, they have to come to Oklahoma City and be in the room. And that's yeah. three hours of their day. And if you're a parent, you just don't have time to do it. It was, it was a better strategic move than, than I gave these guys credit for. I just thought they were being bigots. Um, mm-hmm. But they're strategic bigots, you know, they're different type yeah. of bigot. Um, so I'm interested to see how that one goes. And then I, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, bro. That is where things are. And then Mr. 60 tomorrow. So. I know. What are the plans so when for I was, that day? There's no fucking plans. I, I told people to please bring in toiletry items for um, this school that takes in teen moms. Okay. I am it, putting a link in the description again. We did that last thank week you. when you had mentioned you were doing this. I appreciate that. Uh, we literally got like a truckload of stuff for them. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Awesome. Here's my here, here's my joke. How much time do we have? We have six minutes. We're good. Oh, good. Okay, when I was a little boy, I'm the youngest of seven kids. Much like you, you all have way too many children over there. We had way too many children over here back then. And, uh, and so for your birthday, my mom would make you a cake. That's all you got. You didn't get presents and nobody gave a shit mm-hmm. that you were a year older, quite frankly. <laughs> nobody cared about kids at all. And uh, so I would get a German chocolate cake once a year. And, and that was mm-hmm. my, and I, I was the happiest person in the world, like I your know. family on the motorcycle. Right? I'm telling you the simple <laughs> things in life. <laughs> Those were the best fucking things. <laughs> so let me tell you how life has changed. So a friend of mine, her, she's got a company called Kitta Desserts and her desserts are off the chain. I mean, they're beautiful. And she had a German chocolate cake. And I, I told Kathy, I go, I want that. <laughs> guess how much a german chocolate cake like that costs now <laughs> my probably mom a couple, couple of hundred that is what they're charging uh, these days it was uh, uh, with tip 120 bucks mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom would shit in her pants <laughs> <laughs> think about it, sean and, you're going to your mother and saying that hey i need you to buy ingredients worth almost 100 right. bucks and please go to the kitchen and make this for my birthday you would have got yeah. the biggest tightest slap ever <laughs> that's right Oh, I'd have got hit. I would have been beat with a broom for that one. <laughs> the, it's it's funny, and I've never done this before. So my daughter Angelina uh, is a phenomenal baker, and maybe ten years ago made me a literal cake that looked like a watermelon, and then a piece was out of it on top. And I was like, "That's the best cake I've ever seen." So we'll see if this one competes with with her. She is she is a thank God she didn't become a baker. She's a dietitian, but uh, at a cancer center, but but. She's, she is the best baker I'd, I'd seen. And that watermelon cake was, I, it was, it was amazing. It really was. Tell, tell and, Angelina uh, this joke about dietitian versus uh, nutritionist. Cause I think yeah. in the UK, a dietitian is the actual one who has gone to school and been licensed to do it. Correct. Nutritionist, Same thing here. Is, nutritionist is like just some jackass on the road giving nutrition advice. So oh, wow. the joke, the joke is that's like someone goes to dentist school and we call them a dentist. Right. 
and the other right. one we're like that's a tooth theologist if you want to pull out a tooth <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference between dietitian okay. and nutritionist <laughs> that was good that was good so she has uh more initials after her name than most people i know but there's not a phd and i'm sure eventually she will so she has, I believe, two masters and her regular degree. Smart as a whip. Mm -hmm. I assumed she was going to go to med school. That seemed to be the plan. And then she took to this. And I was like, so you're going to be a chef? Huh. She goes, it's not a chef. I go, oh, it's a really, really, really well-educated chef. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you almost all good. like slight Indian immigrant parent on a poor child. Oh, <laughs> hey, look, somebody, somebody asked me this weekend, no one, you know, for some reason it was overly publicized. I was turning 60 and they go, what's the, what's the best, you know, best point in your life. And I go, man, I've had a shit ton of them, but the actual real one for me, not for anybody around me or anything else. And I've got a lot of accolades. I said, having my book in the library. And they were like, no. That that is it, and I go, yeah. You know, as a kid, the library, man, that was my that was my thing, and not only just because they had air conditioning, but you know, that's that's where my friends and I hung out. How weird is that? You wouldn't think that from me. And these, it was the single coolest thing in the world when I got sent, and I didn't know they were taking it. And when I got my Dewey Decimal System uh, note mm -hmm. on there with a picture of the book, I was like. I have finally arrived. And and honest to God, my family was laughing, going, that's the thing you care the most about. And I go, to me, yes. Not mm -hmm. only is it in print, it was a bestseller, which is not the biggest thing. The library mm -hmm. was the biggest thing. How crazy is that shit? That is awesome. <laughs> By the way, I'll leave a link to that book if anybody wants it. We will yep. do international shipping as soon as Sean and me get offline and discuss <laughs> how the hell we manage it. <laughs> how, do, how do we do it without the book costing $100? Just tell mm -hmm. them to print it off of Am Amazon printing would be way cheaper. I think so. Yeah. All right, my it. man. Wish me the best the next couple of days. It's going to be pretty funny. I've, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird deal. It, it really is. I mean, what are you, 33? 35 i turned 36 okay. this year yeah well you're still a baby in my world you know that's <laughs> i have kids i have kids two years younger than you so <laughs> i know that <laughs> it is uh it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to to see where all this leads but uh, i've enjoyed doing this with you just so you know and when we put my catalog of life shit together this is probably oh, yeah. the one that they should listen to yeah, yeah they'll really. probably get to know you as good as I do. <laughs> right, oh, even better exactly. considering the topics we talk about. <laughs> well, we I, I enjoy that. I, I hope people that listen enjoy it as much as I do, because I enjoy doing sure. it. So do cool. I. All right. All right, man. Happy birthday. Clack us out. <laughs> that was the Villagers <laughs> podcast. Sean turned 60, so it's going to be old man and brown guy from next week. That's what I'm renaming the damn thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>